Well, what is up, everyone? Welcome to Community Conversations. My name is David. I'm joined by my friend Tucker Kane. Tucker, thanks for being here. Yeah, happy to be here. So we're talking about following Jesus in the workplace. So first things first, what's, what's your workplace? Where do you work? So I work for uh, a remote company. Um, it's called Foreground. We do a lot of different things, but kind of software, a lot of photography-related stuff, and photo gifts and that kind of thing. So I, I do design for, for that company. So it's remote. You're not in the office because right. of COVID. Yeah. Well, yeah. there is no office. So. Period. Yeah. Ever. Uh, yep. You've yep. worked in an office before, though, right? I have worked okay. in an office, yeah. Question for you. Yeah. When you're in the hallway and you see a coworker, he or she asks, how's it going? What's, what's your response? Um, I guess usually it's just... Uh, Good. It's it's <laughs> good and keep it moving. It's yep. Let's let's move on. I don't know. Not not a whole lot. My favorite is the guy. There's this one guy at our office. He says, "You ask him how's it going," and he says, "It's Monday, or it's Tuesday." <laughs> and every single day of the week, the optimism rises. So by Friday, he's fired up. He says, "It's Friday," <laughs> and it's let's it's, get out of here. It's without fail. And then Monday is just absolutely just. Devastated. It's Monday. Yep. So yeah, we that, all have those people. That's him. So uh, you work remotely right now, uh, but you used to work in ministry. Mm -hmm. What was that transition like working in ministry and then transitioning into a, a real world job? Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to work for, for some churches and uh, for Young Life. And then after that, I, I took a job at a nonprofit doing graphic design and um, honestly, that transition for me was was tough. I think a lot of people, when you're in ministry, um, at some point there's kind of like a like a calling, a sense of this is what I feel like God has for me to do. Um, whether it's like missions or working for a church or anything like that, and so we have that that moment when you're not doing it anymore that you feel like, have I failed my calling? Like, it, is the purpose of my life like no longer? valid anymore. Um, so I definitely had that season for a long time, just trying to process through what is my life about now? Because I thought that was going to be what it was forever. Um, and so I think for me, like that process, trying to understand what calling actually meant, I, I think as I looked into calling in scripture, I found that so many times when it's mentioned, it's really talking about um, how God calls us to himself, um, much more than to a vocation or to a place um, he calls us to him. And so what does that look like, you know, when you're working for a secular company or working for yourself? I think um, it's, it's how can you continue to be faithful to him in that context. And so um, that's kind of the, the transition for me. It was, it was tough, but I, I think like making the transition to be able to see I can, you know, still reach people and be a light and um, just be faithful in how I, how I walk with him. And how did that look like for you? You obviously felt called into ministry, and then you, what, felt like that season, that chapter of your life had just come to an end and the Lord was calling you into something else? Yeah, I mean, it was honestly just hitting a lot of challenges for my family. Like, that was a, just needed to step away in that season. Um, and it was, it was tough. It was, it was a tough transition. But I think, you know, over time starting to see how I can still, wherever I make money, like, it doesn't really matter. I can still be effective um, in ministry. And you know, intentional with discipling people and um, volunteering with ministries and with the church and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think there's an important distinction there. I mean, just because you're not working in ministry doesn't mean you can't do ministry in the workplace. So what does that look like for you as you've stepped into a quote-unquote secular job and, and done ministry there? Yeah, um, 
Hmm. I, I think for me, it, it really, the biggest thing is just loving people well. Um, you know, we're, we're in a situation where you want to, if you're a believer, you want to, you know, try to share that with other people and influence them. Um, but the truth is we're never going to influence someone if they don't first feel valued and accepted by you. Um, and I think a lot of times we get that flipped over where we're trying to influence them and, and say, here's the way that your life should look um, before we just show them that they're loved and that they're, they're worth valuing. Um, I think Jesus showed that example really well and how he just loved people in general, regardless of what their lives looked like, regardless of um, how they were walking or if they were, you know, walking in sin or like shamed by the community or hated, you think like tax collectors and that kind of thing. And he, he just would show people they were worth his time and attention. Um, and so I think that's a big part of that. Um, I also think part of it is how you work. Um, you know, is there integrity in what you're doing? Um, I know when I, before I worked in the job I'm in now, I was running my own company for a number of years and there were opportunities where I could have easily just said, um, well, actually, this is the price point. Or, you know, I said, we're doing an hourly rate. And so, oh, well, maybe it was this many hours. And um, there's ways you can take advantage of people or make more money. Or, um, you know, if you're in a company, you can try to advance yourself in the career um, by presenting yourself a certain way. I think um, having integrity in the way that you, you actually work um, and working as if it's for the Lord, I think, is a big part of that. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of going off that, too. You know, whenever you step into a workplace, there's individuals with diverse point of views, beliefs, whatever it may be, even preconceived notions about mm -hmm. Christians and, um, you know, the, the role they play in the world. Uh, what have you found to be, um, you know, I don't know if some of those conversations come up or um, if you found that you've had to kind of break down some of the preconceived notions, which sometimes may have a negative connotation with, with coworkers, with, with fellow yeah. employees in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, even in just the past few weeks, like I've heard, people talking about, you know, whether it's Christians or it's just kind of talked about in the sense of religious people. Um, yeah, a lot of times there's that idea of some of those values that we hold are maybe outdated or, or just don't fit in our culture anymore. Uh, or they look at us as we're hypocrites or we're, um, you know, we would only accept them if they're like us. And um, I think one of our first reactions to those kind of like jabs or statements uh, like this, just a couple weeks ago, somebody was talking about faith in the sense of, you know, they felt like they were judged or like were asked to perform when they walked into a church. And um, I think my first reaction is to want to defend, you know, my faith or a church and just think, well, no, no, that's not true. Um, but I think honestly, like starting with realizing well, this perception is something that you have for a reason. <laughs> and so how do we make sure like I hear you and see where has that been true? Um, you know, cause we're, we're trying to follow Jesus and be like him, but we don't do that very well most of the time. And so uh, we don't represent Christ a lot of the time. And, and so those misconceptions of what Christ is like is a lot of times because of us. Um, and so I think being um, attentive and again, trying to value people and their perspe perspectives um, and then also, I think being present in people's lives is a huge part of getting rid of some of those misconceptions. Because um, if we sit on the sidelines and you're working for a secular company and you're, you're just kind of judging people's lifestyles or judging their values, um, yeah, why would they think differently? And so how do you, how do you get to be present in their lives, um, you know, 
we want to be in the world and not of the world, but you still need to be in the world. And so like engaging people with, um, you know, the things they like to do. I mean, you grab a drink with a coworker after, after work or, um, you know, go do something fun with them, go to a concert or find something that they're into. And, and it's just really building an authentic relationship with people um, so that they feel like you're part of their lives. Um, and, and you're not just, again, sitting on the sideline, kind of critiquing what they're doing, what they're about. Um, I think that's a big part of showing people that they're, we are like them, but also highlighting the places that we're different. Um, I also think a lot of times people go too far in that direction where they become exactly like the people around them and there's no difference. Um, and I think for that, just thinking through the idea that we become, and I think this is really true, we become the average of the people we spend the most mm -hmm. time with. Um, and so when you spend a lot of time with your coworkers or people in the secular world, if you also don't have a strong faith-based community, it's easy to start thinking and, and having the same values that they have. And so I think that's, that's a big balance to make sure you have a solid uh, Christian community to lean into while you're also trying to, to reach people and, and love people well. Um, yeah. You talk about people we spend time with. Um, I think about Jesus and his disciples. You know, they, they held jobs. Um, Jesus was a carpenter. Uh, they were tax collectors, fishermen. What can we learn from their lives about how to approach work? What, is, what does the Bible say about work? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I think obviously work looks different in the modern day than it did back then. They don't have like giant office buildings and, and Zoom calls and all that kind of stuff. I don't know too many tax collectors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know any, well, yeah, I don't know any tax collectors myself or, or fishermen. Um, so it looks different now, um, but I think like the idea of work, you know, and uh, Colossians 3 talking about working as if for the Lord and not for men. I think a lot of times we can get frustrated in our work or we can get frustrated with our boss or, you know, upset about, what kinds of things are stressful, but um, thinking about it in the sense of whatever you're doing in your job and just in the what you're what you're working towards to do it as if it's it's something that you're serving God with. Um, I think that's a big part. But then, yeah, like you said, Jesus had tons of examples of the way um, that he, as he's going about his work, you know, he's loving people really well. I think we see him love the uncool or marginalized people uh, better than anybody else. Where he he's looking at the tax collectors who were just hated by society or adulterers or just people that were not really wanting to bump shoulders with. And, and I think there's people in our companies that we're around all the time that maybe aren't cool or they're not going to help us move along in our careers or make us feel good about ourselves. But I think we can love those people really well. Um, and also we see Jesus invited people into a different kind of life all the time. So I think that's something we can do too. Um, you know, with the disciples, he's inviting them from their current life into a different life. Um, we see, uh, like when he meets the woman at the well, he's inviting her to uh, experience living water. And, and I think we can do that in our own relationships with people at work to just invite them into a different life, um, the one that we're also experiencing. Um, and then one of the things I also love most about Jesus is the way that he loved people was often not ways that they would expect to be loved. Um, you think about uh, the leper. Jesus could have just said, you're clean, um, but he reaches out and touches him. Um, a guy that hasn't, nobody else is touching. Um, and I think uh, thinking through, you know, like Zacchaeus and he's like, I'm coming to your house to, to hang out with you and spend time with you. Nobody wanted to spend time with him. And so again, like 
how can we love people around us in ways that they don't expect it or, or feel like they don't deserve? Um, I think that's an incredible example for us to, to be able to see. Um, and then also, I think a lot of times we lean into the idea of um, that, that concept where it's uh, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words, um, which I hate uh, because it's just, it's one of those things that I think it leans into our tendencies to be complacent and comfortable mm. and well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to live differently. And, you know, they're, they're going to find Jesus through that. Um, I think it can be an awesome influence and it should open a door. Um, but people don't become disciples of Jesus by accident. Um, you know, his, his message to us and the mission he calls us to in Matthew 28 is to make disciples. Um, and so that takes intentionality and it takes words <laughs> and actually pushing some of those relationships beyond the surface, you know, to actually engage people and say, you know, what's actually going on in your life? Um, I know there's been plenty of times where I'm in a meeting or after a meeting with somebody and I can tell something's just off. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can gloss over that and in the call or in the meeting and go back to your office or whatever. But um, if you just take the extra minute to s- just ask them what's going on in your life, you can start building a relationship that's a little bit different, that's deeper, um, that has more context and you know, eventually allows you to kind of share where your life and your hope comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And going off that, what would you say um, are some effective strategies for sharing your faith in the workplace? You know, somewhere in between being passive and not saying anything and on your first day going up to everyone and saying, if you die tonight, do you know where you'd spend eternity? Yeah. There, there's somewhere in between somewhere there, Somewhere in right? between there is good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So when I, I was on staff with Young Life College um, before getting into design, and um, if you're familiar with Young Life, a lot of times, typically, it's college students who are volunteers and they go into high schools or they have events for high school students, and then they go home back to their lives, and then they go back into the high school, and then they go back to their lives. Um, but the ministry that I was part of was Young Life College, and so you have college students who are trying to reach college students, and they're people that are in their classes, people that they're living with, people that they see after school. So there's no going back to your life and like having the off time. Um, and I remember some of those students just like feeling that tension of like, I never get to stop, I never get to be off. And it's like, yes, exactly. Like that's, that's actually what life and ministry is. And I think it prepares you for the working world now is it shouldn't be a, I need to present what a Christian looks like in the best way possible while I have this short time. And then I can relax and actually be who I am. Um, I think it's trying to experience authentically, what does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus, you know, living into that? Um, and I think it's a really important question that a lot of times we don't really ask ourselves, but um, do I actually believe that life with Jesus is better than life without him? Um, and trying to understand why you believe that. I think that's, uh, that's a question I've thought of a lot recently and, and I've had some conversations with people. I think it's just, um, if we don't understand really why our lives with him is, is better um, than without, then when we're trying to present people with a life that's faithful to God and why that's incredible, um, there's not going to be much, you know, authentic truth behind what we're trying to show them. Uh, and so for me, I, I think it's, it's experiencing wholeness in a way that 
I can't without him, you know, that, that deep sense of peace. Um, Cause you can experience happiness quickly and it can go away just as quickly. Um, you know, people can take it from you or cir- circumstances, situations, but a deep abiding sense of joy and wholeness that we have um, in the hope we have in God and, and his presence in our lives. Um, that should be what informs a strategy for, for living out your faith. And, and that way, when you have conversations with people, um, it's not about, again, presenting, well, this is the, the pretty parts of, of Christianity. It's, it's about showing my life is messy too. <laughs> and I can be authentic and, and explain how I experience brokenness and hurt, but I'm in, in a relationship with God, a God who is working to make me whole. And, um, I think there's something about that. That's really, um, you know, that's what we're, what we're here for is to experience that, that remaking and being made new uh, in him. Yeah. And I mean, we've, we've experienced a lot of brokenness and hurt just the past 18 months with the pandemic. And, you know, I know, I know you work remote, but I know the, the whole idea of working remote has been a reality for many people for the last 18 months. Maybe they've been used to being in the office or, um, you know, having those face-to-face interactions. And then now they're just stuck behind a computer screen all the time. How, how have you find that, how have you found that um, kind of that shift to more remote work how can that be an opportunity to share our faith and to do ministry rather than an obstacle? Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the weird <laughs> blessings that has come out of all this um, is the general population's awareness of the strain on mental health, emotional health. Um, I think if we had issues with mental health or struggled emotionally before, we felt this kind of overwhelming weight of shame or like, I need to hide this, I need to mask it. Um, and I think, I think we're, for the most part, in a lot of ways, kind of past that feeling uh, where it is, it is okay to be experiencing something difficult and to, to not be able to mask it. Um, and so I think the opportunity there is that it allows us to start to engage people, um, again, with more authenticity, um, with the ability to Bridge the gap of you're my coworker, you have your life, I have my life. Um, we'll work on projects together, but that's it. Um, and being able to have more empathy and and just step in and again ask those questions: what what's going on in your life? You know, what kind of things are you struggling with? Um, and sharing our struggles with people, being real about our own hurts and and challenges. Um, so I think I've, I've I think that's been the one thing that I've, I've really seen. Um, change a lot in the past year and a half. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully those conversations continue and people feel more comfortable being real with each other. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Have you mastered not being able to be on mute <laughs> when people toss to you in the, in the meeting or does that still happen? Man, it happens less <laughs> yeah. than it did, but yeah, it happens all the time, especially when my dog starts like barking in the middle <laughs> of a meeting and so I mute myself and I forget I mute myself and then I start talking yeah, you always think everyone's ignoring you for some reason, yeah. and then it's like, oh, no, I'm just the dumb guy who's, like, moving my mouth and nobody can hear me. So Hey, it's Monday, right? <laughs> it's Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> well, good deal. Tucker, thanks for joining us. Was there anything else you wanted to add that uh, folks at home might be interested in? Um, I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm excited to, to be able to be a part of this, and, um, you know, I think, I think the big picture for me when you're doing ministry in the workplace or just in secular world um, it really is trying to understand what does life with Jesus mean to you? Um, 
and not not just skimming over that because you've been in church forever or whatever it is in your situation, but taking the time to really process, do I find joy in him? Um, and if not, you know, talking about that with, with community and, and people around you to, to try to understand, you know, we can find really abundant, full life in him. And um, if you're not, I think, I think that's worth trying to understand. And, and uh, when we're able to lean into the life we have in him, I think all of this, it just becomes much more natural and, and real. Um, and so that's kind of the biggest thing I think uh, I hope people can, can take from this. Amen. Tucker, thanks for joining us. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Happy and thank here. you at home for uh, joining us for this edition of Community Conversations. We'll see you guys next time. Rebel.